Hey everybody, Joe here from the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. If you enjoy what we do here on the show and you think it's worth your hard-earned money, you can support the show via Patreon. Just a $1 donation gets you access to bonus episodes, our Discord, and regular episodes before everybody else. If you donate at an elevated level, you get even more bonus content. A digital copy of my book, The Hooligans of Kandahar, and a sticker from our Teespring store. Our show will always be ad-free and is totally supporter-driven. We use that money to pay our bills, buy research materials that make this show possible, and support charities like the Kurdish Red Crescent, the Flint Water Fund, and the Halo Trust. Consider joining the Legion of the Old Crow today. And now back to the show. She said, give me a tall boy. Yeah. I've been working too long, boy. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Lions of My Donkeys podcast. I'm Joe, and I got the boys in the house, the zoo crew, on a regular episode because I do not cherish my comment section. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I deposed Liam. I decided that there was only enough room on Joe's podcast for one person from the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> Pennsylvania technically the Eastern Seaboard. I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Mid Atlantic. It's not like New England. If if Massachusetts took over, Pennsylvania would be part of it. I mean, I think only like the North. I don't know what. I'll have to go back to my my Massachusetts planning maps. Not that I have those. <laughs> yeah, the Massachusetts planning map is just a map of America with various slurs scrawled across uh, the different regions. <laughs> Ostplan, Massachusetts. <laughs> so every time Kerry gets on an airplane, he knows like how to insult the people wherever he's going. It's like South Dakota, like slur question mark, like written underneath it. <laughs> we need, we need a slur for Dakotans. <laughs> Dakotans. I mean, come on, that's that's a slur as it is. Let me follow that with an asterisk. White Dakotans. <laughs> North and South Dakota, they're the state equivalent of like a comic book that you keep in like pristine condition in your closet, hoping that one day it's going to gain some kind of value. Like the Dakotas are there. If we need a little extra scratch, we sell it to Canada or something. Same with Texas to Mexico, you know? The Dakotas are just wish.com Montana. <laughs> I mean, they're just like a missile sink. Like you know, when we, when we during the Cold War, when we looked around, and we were like, I don't know, where can we, uh, where can we put some uh, ICBMs that are away from anything valuable? Ah, <laughs> if the Soviets struck them, uh, nobody would notice. Where we put them? Like, oh, Fargo. Ah, fuck, <laughs> we got a bunch of them in Missouri too. <laughs> Point stands. Now, um, fellas, I brought you on today uh, because, well, this is what we do every Thursday, um, <laughs> but. Also, for the last several months on our regular feed, we've been doing nothing but series. Francis, obviously, you're a part of one of those. Yes. Dead Nazis. The Dead Nazi one. Always a good series to be on. With the poop tree. The poop, that, <laughs> decorating the Christmas poop. I'm going to ignore <laughs> the fact that nothing about that series had anything to do with Nazis and just move right along. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about the Curse series again. It's been a long time since so we've just had a, a normal, relaxing, single episode. <laughs> There's a lot of loaded terms there. <laughs> so we did a bonus episode about Charles II of Spain um, a while back. Everybody really liked that. <laughs> I'm sure. Everybody really likes making fun of the... <laughs> because you people are sickos. <laughs> of, the, of the person that God spilled. I mean, this is... <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most innocent sounding burn I've ever heard in my life. And it fucking hits. It hits. And I thought it would be interesting if we took a look at another ruler that this one, you know, obviously Charles II, we couldn't hate him because none of that was his fault. <laughs> Fair. I got, yeah. got a lot of pity for, for Charles. And now I feel sad when people like post him at the Habsburg guy on Twitter. Because it's like... <laughs> Charles doesn't deserve that. Yeah, Charles, it wasn't his fault. The new Habsburg guy just shit posts about anime all the time. And, I, and he's some kind of ambassador of some kind. I can't yeah, remember Yeah, he's why. like a Hungarian ambassador. And he the only podcasts he goes on are ones that like talk about popes, but not like the Pope one we did. Like he only likes to talk about good things about popes because he's super Catholic. But he's, you know what? He's a very nice follow because you never know what's going to come out of him. Like it's a whole bunch of stuff about like the Vatican and, you know, being, you know, being upbeat about Catholicism. And then he'll have a fucking Evangelion 
fucking comment or something or <laughs> be talking about Dragon Ball Z and you're just like, I don't even know what's going on. But you know what? That's the that's globalization, man. It's bringing everybody together. The Internet, you can find you find that you have something in common with a Habsburg. That's what's going to unite the the, uh, the classes. In the end, I believe uh, Charles II is just the dummy plug system, uh, but for Habsburgs. I'm just going to take over this podcast about how the Habs- how Habsburgian Twitter is the next class consciousness <laughs> that we're going to have. Now, here here's a nice thing about this podcast, and I recommend it for all other podcasts, is we don't talk about Twitter uh, because it's not real. This doesn't matter. <laughs> None of this matters. I mean, I'm really just stuck on the idea of a waifu pillow, but for popes. Uh, because it sounds like... Did you see you can get waifu pillows of Zelensky? Of course I, we can. <laughs> you get it at hellofawaytodie.com slash shop. Pick up your Zelensky uh, body pillow. Now, I, I decided to pick a king that is completely indefensible in every way possible and also has an incredibly hilarious fetish, which brings us to a military unit called the Potsdam Giants. Have you guys ever heard of this before? You named this Potsdam Giants, and at first I thought it was Posadism Giants, and I was like, I was thinking we we're going to talk about, you know, um, nuclear bombs and, and dolphins and stuff, but uh, I've not heard of Potsdam Giants. I'm reminded of the Kandahar Giant, but. As far as like a Potsdam giant, I don't know that I got anything for that. I mean, other than like, a, I don't know. This is a cryptid of some kind, like a, <laughs> some, sort, some sort of German cryptid. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> like a, there's a new like Wolfenstein game and like this is going to be the final boss in it. <laughs> I would say if you played the game Holdfast, this is probably a mod for it for a very weird group of people. But in order to get to that point, I do kind of have to explain how the fuck we got here. Uh, how such a weird guy ended up being king of Prussia versus all the normal guys <laughs> who became kings of Prussia. <laughs> Every Prussian person we, we're going to talk about is all very, very weird. <laughs> you know, the very normal race of people who, uh, you know, eventually, you know, started wearing like spiked helmets and, you know, Technically, they were German by then. <laughs> yeah, but they were from Prussia, and it was like the it was like the Prussian rush, you know, like officer corps, like the rest of it. Well, they're German before too, yeah, yeah. Now, um, obviously, uh, Prussia, which is now part of Germany, is most people know it for their military tradition and history. And I should point out that that isn't generally considered like retelling. Some of it is like. A lot of it's very, very true, though. But we're not going to be talking about any of that. Um, <laughs> Now, they, they weren't exactly a technological superpower, and that many people were back then, uh, because uh, there's only so many ways that you and your fancy-dressed boys can line up in a line and shoot other <laughs> fancy-dressed boys with a musket. What decade are we talking about here? What, what years are we in? We're, we're covering like 16 to 1700s here. Okay, so this is the arc pussy kind of times. If you just want to use the term arc pussy, be my <laughs> guest, yes. Um <laughs> Now, instead, to make a very long, complicated, and very nerdy story short, Elector Frederick Wilhelm of Prussia Brandenburg came to power. His country didn't really have much of a military. They mostly depend on mercenaries, um, to, like the land catch, which I'm sure I pronounce flawlessly, German listeners, that really had no like loyalty nor discipline. This speaks to me, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's a problem with mercenary armies, right? Oh, the fuck you say? I don't know what you mean. I mean, I, I, I think all those guys who uh, went down to Venezuela as part of Silver Corp, I mean, they ended up great as far as I know. Well, they had other problems. Uh, pay was not their main problem. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you fight only for pay, you fight only so long as you believe you're going to get paid. Uh, a dead man cannot pay you. So, you know, if the war is starting to go badly, maybe you just don't want to fight in that particular war anymore. <laughs> Work won't love you back. 1600s Germany edition. Yeah, yeah. Edition. a fucking local land catch union or whatever. Um, now, it was for this reason he wanted to keep Prussia out of the Thirty Years' War, or at least out of the worst of it. I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail in the Thirty Years' War. I'm sure eventually I'll make some mind-melting series about it where I lose myself for two months, and then you have 15 weeks of content to listen to. But uh, he ended up getting caught up in it anyway, but he did, just doing a retelling of the 30 Years' War. What? Yeah, every, it's <laughs> the next 30 years of podcast content. As, as I slowly get bound to my gamer chair by sweat and filth. <laughs> 1,352 of the 30 Days' War podcast. Yeah. Um, now, uh, they... 
they end up rebuilding better than most other people. There's various reasons for that. Uh, like they allowed virtually free immigration into Prussia Brandenburg for most Protestants who just wanted to show up. So they had a lot of inflow of people. The population swelled. So did their money. Uh, but another change that occurred was by the end of the war, Frederick had largely gotten rid of the mercenaries. The fuckers are expensive after all and not great and replaced it with a revolutionary concept known as a standing army um, <laughs> by 1653. Now, I say like a revolutionary concept because like there was a draft, um, like people got paycheck, they had, they had salary. Uh, it was... You know, kind of like the Marian reforms of of Rome, where it's a concept that seems so incredibly fucking simple. It's kind of insane that this like broke the game, right? And this wasn't very big though; it was only about eight thousand people. I mean, critical support for a uh, you know a Prussian leader who uh, you know does a proper test for independent contractor status and soothes <laughs> uh, the uh, the fissured workplace, and uh, you know brings everyone back under the uh, the you know auspices of a traditional uh, employee employer relationship. Yeah, I really like all the the concept of like in the 1650s of Prussian conscript lining up to get his like 1099. <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck do you mean I have to pay taxes now? Why didn't you take it out one of my paycheck? <laughs> just like there's an there's not so much an app for that, but a scroll for that. Just the scroll for mercenaries. <laughs> what do you mean I have to get per diem? You fucks. It was a very small army. It was only around eight thousand people, and the reason for that was. Friedrich wasn't a king yet, or Frederick wasn't a king yet, and he didn't want to like scare the local nobility with this massive standing army um, or trigger some kind of civil war. Uh, however, that's exactly what he wanted, was a really big army to play with. So he struck a deal with the nobility called the Recess, um, where the nobility paid Frederick a huge amount of money. He was considered the elector. He wasn't king quite yet. This is a one-time payment of half a million dollars. Which is their um, their money yeah, at the time? That's, that's fake. That's just that's just not a fake money. Prussian Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. Prussian dollars is right next to Iraqi dinar. You know, it's <laughs> as far as like you know good investments. Prussian. Oh, that sounds like a weird sex act. I mean, this whole thing kind of sounds like a weird sex act. If oh, the honest. weird sex acts are going to come. Um, I mean, I mean, it's called the Possum Giants. Like, there's a better than forty percent chance that we get into some sort of vor thing by the end of this. Hold on to that thought. Uh, oh fuck me <laughs> I, I like at this point you could say like I'm worried that this is going to end in cannibalism at any given point and you've been on this show enough where I could say hold on to that thought and you have no idea if I'm kidding or not that's how you know I've created a quality show I'm going to start just like keeping a bingo card yeah, yeah you know just like oh, cannibalism alright that's that's actually so, uh, someone's question from the Legion they sent me. It was like, what would a lions led by donkeys bingo card look like? The free spot in the middle is me bringing up Armenia. <laughs> Which, you got me. Uh, I invite anybody to make one of those, and I'm sure it's going to be horrifying. But you know, with this huge amount of money, which it was a lot of money, he used that that half a million dollars to professionalize his army, create a cadet corps, an officer corps, as well as institute legendarily draconian punishments for soldiers and officers should they step out of line. This is where the concept of like the Prussian army discipline starts, um, which is all very, very bad. It did work. Uh, at one point, I believe it was Frederick the Great. His army was so brutal to people for discipline that he had to host people on cavalry duty to kind of fence his army in to catch deserters because there were so many of them. <laughs> yeah, that means that you're doing good work, son. Now, <laughs> using this large and professional army, he used it to flex on the nobility that paid for it and made them subservient to him. Now, prior to this, the elector was technically in charge, but he was kind of dependent on nobility, having to do backdoor politicking and the whatnot. Uh, but now he had flipped that on its head. He stripped them of their money and holdings, pouring more and more money into the military in order to head off any kind of rebellion from these people that he, you know, kind of owned. That he hoodwinked, like, yeah, look, look at my left hand and uh, see all the things I'm doing. Don't look at my right hand where I have this huge fucking standing army. I'm, you know, <laughs> surprised setting up. It'll be fine. Don't worry about Why? it. Why are there so many thousands of angry Germans camped out in that field? That's never a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like having a whole bunch of brightly colored uh, Brits came down a field. It's just like traditionally not a sign of stability and good things for you. Hey, credit where credit's due. More countries celebrate their independence day because of the British than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Jamaica's adding one to the list. I was about to say, yeah, good for them. Good. Queen's dead anyway. Um, <laughs> now, 
It's really going <sighs> to suck when this comes out in like three weeks. That's not even a joke anymore. She's actually dead. She lived a good life. It's fine. Uh, I disagree. Her life's been terrible and a sin to man. I mean, she was comfortable. The rest <laughs> of us, not so much. But she was comfortable. So I don't care if she dies. I'm just saying that I'm looking at Clarence Thomas. I'm seeing what the queen has done for England. And uh, <laughs> uh, Lord, I want that for us. <laughs> now, he obviously used this army. And then he also folded the nobility class into the army rather than, you know, making the nobility all concerned about their own holdings. He tied them to the state. Uh, their income and success was now tied to the military where they would get their commissions. They'd win glory, whatever. That meant that it made these officers loyal to Prussia rather than like Fritz von whatever the fuck, the th- fourth Duke of Schittsburg. Oh, that's actually my uh, my ancestor. Right. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. From the, from the <laughs> shocky Schittsburgians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, yes, the, uh, the the Massachusetts Schittsburgians. <laughs> um, now, this, of course, led to more centralization of power, ending uh, in the elector's son, also Frederick, to become the first king of Prussia in 1701. Yes, I'm aware I'm simplifying this incredibly, but, you know, this is not the Prussian history podcast. Don't turn it around. To, uh-oh. I'm just trying to get to the, the topic of today's uh, 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 show. We're, ju- we're just trying to get to the fucking giants. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like literally fucking giants? That's, I, that's how I was saying it, yes. Giants having sex. Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we'll get there. Yes. Now, Frederick's son, Frederick, King Frederick, William I. Really creative bunch, huh? Yeah, it's Frederick's all the way down. Uh, his nickname is the Soldier King uh, for very dark, horrible reasons. He, he's known for you know having countless reforms, military, economic, and agrarian, um, and... Cool. Uh, sometimes the the saying the pen is mightier than the sword is attributed to him. No, he's one hundred percent sure. But also, it's a very easy thing to say that the pen is mightier than the sword when you have probably the most powerful army in Europe. So it's pretty hollow <laughs> when you have a sword and a pen in your hand. You know, it's real real easy to say one's better than the other as you're stabbing both of them into my neck. <laughs> right. Now, the other thing he should be known for is all of the crazy because good. Fucking God was King Frederick William insane. For starters, was an almost comical hatred of the French. Now, th- <laughs> this is probably something we can mostly agree with. <laughs> well, you know, good thing that didn't uh, portend uh, foreign relations in Central Europe for the next, you know, hundred and fifty years. Forever, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I don't mean like the American hatred of the French, where you just like laugh about World War II and rename French fries or whatever. Um, on top of various geopolitical reasons and war, he hated French people as people so much so that he would <laughs> refuse to eat French food and just like mentioning France near him would cause him to fly into a blind rage. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, Jerry, you bring up those fucking baguettes one more time. One more time, Jerry. I swear to God. It just reminds me of like someone's very old, like weird uncle that still doesn't consider Italians white people or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like some sort of weird old timey racism, but it's also like uh, part of state doctrine now. Yeah, yeah. Somehow saying the word frog with a hard R. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that, only they can say that. Now, um,. Speaking of those rages, oh boy. Now, uh, you would expect that his like rages were directed at subordinates or, or whatever, which is true. However, like he was a pretty sick guy. He was pretty sickly his whole life. Part of the reason for that is he was very, very obese, uh, which gave him gout, high blood pressure, and various other problems. He had to walk with a cane. Uh, and he was known for like having a hair trigger when it came to say someone saying the word France around him. <laughs> and if you were within Kane's reach of him, you were free game. It did, it did not matter who you were. Uh, servants, his kids, his wife. If you happen to be near him, you're just going to get smacked with a fucking cane like repeatedly if he was mad, which was frequently. Speaking of his wife, her name was Sophia Dorothea of Hanover. Yeah, that sounds fake. Uh, they were first cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. It doesn't sound fake anymore. 
Yeah, they were first cousins. Uh, it also just happened that a lot of their kids died in infancy. I'm sure those two things aren't connected. Oh, weird, huh? What yeah. a coincidence. That's strange. Weird how that keeps happening. Um, now, one of those kids did survive. Well, more than one, but the most important <laughs> we got, one. We got to marry even further inside the family tree. That's how we fix this. We'll be fine. Well, the, the next Frederick, Frederick II, is commonly known as Frederick the Great. And he actually kind of stopped that from happening for reasons that are obvious when you read about him. Frederick was gay. Uh, Frederick the Great was much closer to his mother, which c- should come as no surprise, as you know. She wasn't hitting him with a cane. <laughs> um, now, this uh, also ended him getting a much better education uh, because in the Prussian tradition, or by that I mean his father's, his education should have been like living in a rustic cabin and like learning about the church. Like uh, his mother was very cultured, wanted him to listen to music, read, learn about French and German culture. Uh, which, you know, he's like Frederick ended up learning French. Uh, <laughs> That's a problem with kids these days. And I don't know, like uh, 1800s Germany, you know, they just want their participation trophies. They don't want to wear a hair shirt anymore. <laughs> Nobody's living in the rustic cabin and learning about Protestantism. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's like flagellating themselves while like, yeah, like studying, you know, Martin Luther's treaties. Uh, you know, it's a damn okay, shame. If you made me study Martin Luther's treaties, I would flagellate myself. now his dad believed that this kind of you know actual education uh made him effeminate uh and caused him to to beat the shit out of him now uh it's pretty accepted now that frederick the great was gay um and he was in a relationship with the king's 17 year old page a guy named peter keith wait how old was frederick do we have to cancel him uh probably around the same age if not younger. okay that's all right Young love. That's that's cute, then. Frederick had a thing for older guys. Um, now, from the age of six, when his dad began to believe that his son was effeminate, he ordered a cannon to be placed outside of his window and fired every morning as an alarm clock. <laughs> he was also given an entire regiment of children who were dressed and armed as soldiers for his son to order around. And like, now mind you, a regiment is several thousand people. Uh, <laughs> Imagine being like the fucking E4 Mafia at like eight years old. <laughs> right. Like we have to do fucking what? Why are why are we <laughs> firing a can at this child's house? Like just like a just like a chain smoking eight-year-old. <laughs> just like, oh, I guess we gotta it's a fucking 530. You gotta go load the fucking cannon again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got dental. One of my uh, baby teeth finally fell out. <laughs> One of my baby teeth finally fucking came in. Just, like, just kicking the wheels of the carriage. Like, you know, like, that's eh, fine. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I go, go down to the child motor pool. Um, <laughs> just full of like Fisher Price horses and stuff. <laughs> the MKT is an easy bake oven. <laughs> We're kidding. We're kidding. These children led horrible lives. Anyway, go ahead. Nah, I'm sure they're fine. It manned them up a bit. Nothing bad ever happened to any of these people. <laughs> Packing a lip of pixie stick. <laughs> now, Frederick was pretty savagely beaten or doing horrible things such as falling off a horse while riding it or wearing gloves when it was cold outside. <laughs> no snivel gear. Now, after he attempted to flee to England with his tutor, the enraged king had the tutor beheaded before his son's eyes. It is also generally believed that this tutor was also his boyfriend. Um, so, yeah, that probably had to hurt twice as hard. Mm. And for this, the prince, the crown prince, was court-martialed, despite the fact he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very good chance that he actually would have killed his son. But of all people, the Holy Roman Emperor Charles VI was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, this is a particularly a period where, like, if the Catholic Church is urging you to, like, that you're going a little off your fucking rocker, maybe dial it back a little bit. Inbred Habsburg with, like, his fucking drool going down to his nutsack is like, bro, what are you doing? You can't kill your, you can't kill your son. I like, he ended up selling it as like only the Holy Roman emperor could order the death of a, of a noble, which is not at all true. I think it was just the way they could explain it. So like the King of Prussia didn't murder the crown prince of Prussia, bad PR. Now, I guess nobody should be surprised when I tell you that Frederick the great grew up to hate most people. 
Um, he died childless, you know, because he was gay. Uh, and he preferred the company of his dogs to whom he was buried next to when he died. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, I I, get I, it. that's the one part of his life that I can identify with. I would also like if I died, I'd also be buried with my dogs. He lived angrily reading books and surrounded by by dogs. Like that's fine. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, weird. I don't. I don't know what that is like. That's strange. <laughs> one of my favorite things is like the uh, the military tradition of Prussia is very very normally tied back to Frederick the Great. And the people that do that and they champion like Prussian military tradition would definitely not like gay people. So like I, I, I took a massive side road to tell that story because it's absolutely has nothing to do with the fucking rest of this episode. <laughs> As we all know, uh, being gay was actually only invented in like uh, 1968. Yeah, of course. I mean, before that, it was a sparkling dick sucking. <laughs> yeah no 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 it, they just have very close friendships yeah. like what yeah. i love i love reading older history books that are too dumb or unwilling to make the connection these, these soldiers were such good friends that they died arm that they were buried arm in arm just two yeah. bros broing out <laughs> you know abraham lincoln just really loved to sleep in a bed with another dude just you know he like really liked up. wrestling yeah yeah you know like um, i mean it's fine who doesn't like to strip down to the waist, oil up, and get a little wrestle on? Abraham Lincoln hitting the swanton bomb from the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope someone makes that Photoshop now. <laughs> or like or the, like the only time that that never happened was like Alexander the Great, where it was like, nah, he's gay. <laughs> like nobody even tried to cover for him, unless you're Oliver Stone, I think. I don't really remember what, what that movie was all about. Anyway. Over the course of 27 years, Frederick Wilhelm, Frederick the Great's dad, uh, was completely obsessed with his military to the point that some people estimated he spent a full 50% of the Prussian budget on the military, which is something America like. can only aim for. <laughs> uh, it's just like uh, the daydream of, of like American insane people. Because like I think we only spend like maybe 10% or something like that. That's like what Tom Cotton jerks off to every night before yeah. he goes to bed. I don't even think we spend 10%. I don't even think it's that much. So during this time, you know, the, it, does that mean like the best job to have is the army or are you just like drafted and you're kind of fucked and then they choose you up and spits you out on the other end? Or like, is this a professional army you're getting paid on a regular basis? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, both of those things can be true at the same time. Right. I mean, like you will be conscripted, however you will be paid, and there's benefits and stuff like that. What was like the status of like the Prussian soldiers at this point? Real, real bad. Because <laughs> I was getting like, because I know like England for like all like the power projected with like its armies and shit. Like you were still essentially considered like I don't know a bum in like a nice coat, like as like a you know a soldier. Uh, Prussia put a lot of pride in their military in order to all make right. serving in it worthwhile. Not to mention like it was a, a method for. A decent amount of upward social, as much social mobility as a peasant could have. Like, they're still, they're still controlled by nobles. Right. As you were going to have in that society at that time. Like, to yeah, the extent course. that there was any, like, you know, upward mobility, that's, yeah. you know, kind of the, the main social vehicle for that. You have been promoted from dirt farmer to shit shoveler. The pay is better. The job is worse. <laughs> that's, that's becoming an NCO. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, now, he increased the size of the military from 38,000 to 83,000 and combined this with his obsession of previous established penchant for weird shit leads us to what might be the weirdest military unit of all time. Now, Frederick really liked tall guys. No, no, no. I mean, he really liked tall guys. I am 99% sure he wanted to fuck tall guys, uh, despite hating his son for being... Uh, he probably didn't know his son was gay, but... Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have liked that about his son. Uh, or have tall guys step on him or something. I'm not sure. Now, this unit of tall guys was something he actually inherited from his father, who established what was known as the Grand Grenadiers of Potsdam in 1675, which were only a couple people. It was maybe like 200 um, of the tallest dudes he could find in Prussia. Now, now what does tall mean? Oh, well, well, there was specific regulations. Okay. Oh, thank God. I was afraid that it was just going to be like a... It is German. Of course there's a regulation. (laughs) (laughs) This unit was popularly known as the Longfellows, uh, (laughs) which is kind of funny. Just playing that famous German creativity right there. That's right. (laughs) 
Now, uh, this was not a unit meant for combat. They were under the king or the elector's direct command and would just kind of stand around and be tall. Oh, so they're like the honor guard at the uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. But weirder, yeah. Well, the difference is people volunteer to do that. We'll talk more about the Longfellows. Now, the only requirement for joining this unit was you had to be at least six feet tall, which is not that tall. <laughs> but in like 1600s, though, people weren't eating like, you know, fortified food. Like we're like, we're fucking giants now compared yeah. to what people were like 400 years ago. Even 40 years ago, we're much bigger. Yeah, yeah six six feet tall. That's pretty big for, for Prussian in the 1670s. Hold that thought. Now, (laughs) Frederick became king, and then things got very, very weird really quickly. Now, in some ways, the giants were given exclusive treatment by the king. They were kitted out in, like, the best uniforms. They are bright blue. They included a grenadier cap that was a full 45 centimeters higher to make them appear even taller. Uh, They were given excellent barracks, significantly better than a regular soldier. And they ate the best food. Uh, normally, I mean, soldier food is universally very bad. Uh, and your rates of pay were determined by your height. <laughs> the taller you were, the more money you got. Now, all this sounds pretty sweet, right? I'm 5'11", so no. It sounds like I'm, I'm out, and I don't like that. No, you're out, yeah. I, I'm in. I'm in, unfortunately. I don't know what, like, what 6'3 gets. I assume it's like two steps above minimum tall guy wage. <laughs> just a, a tipped minimum wage but just informed entirely by your height like a government pay scale but you have to stand next to it so they can see how much they're paying you that month you have to do your uh you have to do your yearly height and weight but it's just like you know everyone's like trying to like you know hang from a pull-up bar immediately beforehand to try to stretch <laughs> your spine out to like get a couple more dollars every month yeah, they have a they have what's called podcaster spine. They have to straight, <laughs> they have to straighten it out. Um, now, you know Frederick's dad, Frederick, ha- capped this unit only a couple people because it's like whatever, who cares? It's ceremonial. Frederick, the soldier king, did not cap it. He wanted this unit to be as big as it possibly could be, not in height of well, yes, that, but like in size. <laughs> we want all the tall guys. Yep. No tall guy, no tall guys left behind. When you are recruiting specifically tall dudes who would volunteer, you know, in the 1700s, 1600s, being six feet and taller was kind of rare. I couldn't find anything about the height of Germans in the 1700s because why would they have gauged that? But American <laughs> men of the era were generally around five foot eight. And in Germany today, the average is five foot ten. So being six foot tall still is not a common thing. Most people involved in this podcast, most of the time, myself being, you know, me, Nick, Nate, we're all over six feet tall. So, like, you fucks. Are we? How tall, how tall is Nate? I don't know. I've never met Nate. I have no idea. And he's like six foot tall. Uh, Nick is the exact same height as I am. I'm not sure how tall Liam is. Nick, yeah, Nick seems like a giant, too. How tall are you, Carrie? Yeah, he's about six three. I'm five nine. Oh, you're oh, out. You're fucked. Get, out, get the fuck out of the Longfellows podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for example only 15 percent of americans today break the six foot mark so as you can imagine back then it did not take frederick long to run out of longfellows to recruit voluntarily i'm just imagining it being, it being like uh like tinder like they advertise for a bunch of over six foot dudes and like a bunch of guys who are like like five seven show up and just like think no one's gonna notice I'm looking for your longest white Germans. <laughs> your longest of fellows. That got weird. <laughs> it's going to get weirder, I promise. Now, Frederick would pay oh, really? fathers for their tall sons and landowners for their tallest farm hands, which you might recognize mm. as slavery. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> now, he dispatched agents all over Europe. Uh, and if agents saw like tall parents with a baby, they're like, that baby might be tall. They would take that baby. This is like a Grimm's fairy tale style thing. Yeah. But instead of like the Wicked Witch, it's, it's a king with a very weird fetish. Still very German, though. It is very German. Mostly because there's specific regulations involved. Obviously, most of these people are like, nah, I don't want to be in the fucking military. This shit sucks. They would simply arrange for them to be kidnapped. 
On one occasion, they tried to abduct an unusually tall Austrian diplomat, which honestly just seems like a bad idea ge- geopolitically, <laughs> right? Like imagine like, so maybe like Biden has a fetish like of tall dudes. And then, um, I don't know, Canada sent the diplomat over and is like, steal that diplomat. It's not a good idea politically. Like your fetish is literally impinging our government's ability to function now. Well, I mean, if there's one thing that we know from history, it's that uh, bringing a disaffected young Austrian man over to Germany never creates any bad secondary effects. <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. How tall was Hitler? He was a short guy, wasn't he? Uh, not very tall, I think. Don't mind me I'm about to Google how tall was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped yourself from saying he was a short king, though, Carrie. Let's, uh, short <laughs> Fuhrer, mostly. Uh, let, let's take bets. <laughs> I'm going to say he's like normal German. I'm going to say like 5'8". Carrie? 5'10". Uh, Ooh, you're both in the middle. He's 5'9". All right. Ah. Yeah. All right. Well, same height as Hitler, so I got that going for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you start growing any weird facial hair, you're going to have to switch to be the other kind of punk. <laughs> this is why I only ever shave my mustache from left to right and never both sides to the middle. <laughs> now, uh, like I said, he employed a large team of scouts throughout Europe searching for tall guys. <laughs> Just like, you're at like an inn somewhere in like what is now the Czech Republic. And it's like, uh, what's your job? Like, you know, like chatting tall up like somebody snatcher. at the bar. It's like, yeah, tall guy snatcher. Like what? Oh yeah, you know, tall guy snatcher. Like you know, uh, n- not one of like the new. I'm I'm a tall guy snatcher too. I you know I'm in a management role now. Uh, yeah, mid mid level tall guy snatching management. Yeah, yeah I just know. I like to think that there's probably like some sort of like media section of this that's like putting up signs in various villages, like like you know a see something say something kind of sign, but for tall guys, just like if you find a tall guy, you let us know. We're, we'll we'll yeah. take him in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, that's what they did. You get $10 for every tall guy, for every inch of tall guy you find. Your satchel falls open, and it's just like a whole bunch of weird, like, are you a tall guy posters? <laughs> they just, like, <laughs> scatter, like, fly off in the ah, wind. This isn't what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, this is effectively how NCAA recruitment works, right? <laughs> like, for college basketball. <laughs> just showing up in weird suburbs like you see any tall guys. <laughs> <laughs> you tall, but, you want to go to college for free? Let's go. Now, uh, they would, of course, attempt to get these guys to go with them voluntarily because that's easy, right? Because to be fair, their pay and food and and accommodations were very nice, especially in comparison to how most people lived at the time. But, you know, military life is pretty well known for fucking sucking. So the people would say (laughs) no. And they'd be like, all right, I guess we're we're going to Shanghai. Well, it's not a Shanghai. We're going to Potsdam you. Um, (laughs) One of these was a Irish giant named James Kirkland, who was over seven feet tall. (laughs) He accepted a job as a footman, which is like, you know, a servant for uh, Baron Bork. Yeah, funny name. Uh, uh, Wait, Baron Bork. He's the Prussian ambassador to London. However, the job wasn't real. He showed up to the agreed upon spot and was like just ambushed by Prussians with sacks and kidnapped. Yeah, sacks and stilts, I hope, seven feet tall. <laughs> just trying to, put, trying to put a fucking sack over him. He's like, whatever, I put it on his hand. Just grab the weird, awkward bitch. Speaking of having to come off the top rope on that one. <laughs> Just trying to grab Andre the Giant, like, shut up and come with us. <laughs> now, Kirkland was stashed aboard a Prussian ship that was moored in Portsmouth, and he was immediately bound, gagged, and like shoved into a like a trunk that was purposely built for the it's a tall guy catching trunk. It's a Pokeball, but for long white men. Oh yeah, tall guy trunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it's her Andre the Giant Pokeball. What do you have is something in a seven-foot Irishman trunk? Do you, do, you, do you have like a couple different models? Now, sir, I'm looking for a box. It's large enough for a human giant. <laughs> don't ask me why I need that box. No, don't ask me why I need a giant hood with a hole in it either. <laughs> yeah, just like going through like ye ye old Home Depot. Just like, yeah, I'll just, uh, I just need a, a, a seven-foot tall sack and a, a trunk that could fit a 250-pound something. Uh, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, uh, you have something in maybe like ye olde chloroform, uh, perhaps, you know, say Charles, do you think he's just trying to make the world's biggest gimp? Yeah, probably. And some tin cans are strapped to our feet. So we are tall enough to actually put the sack over 
his head or maybe pogo sticks so we can jump up there. If we don't make our quotas this month, the king will make us all pile into a trench coat <laughs> and be a tall guy for him. See, that's the thing. The, the, uh, the, the tall guy quota isn't by number of tall guys. It's by number of inches of tallness. So like a seven foot <laughs> Irishman, man, that's like, that's a month done right there. Like you get that. You can just take the wheat, take the rest of the month off. It's, it's like tuna fishing. <laughs> now, uh, another account is from a Bavarian carpenter. He was asked by, this is probably one of my favorite Acme-esque fucking plots I've ever read in history. And to be completely clear, this might not be true. Now, this Bavarian carpenter was asked by one of King Frederick's agents to build a box that was big enough and tall enough for him to fit inside. This just sounds like a riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the carpenter was like, sure, okay, why not? Uh, And he was a coffin maker. I feel like that makes it slightly less weird. Yeah, but he was like, well, how big is your coffin? He's like, well, how big are you? And at that point, like, that's a threat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like well i'm about six five well i need to be about six five well that's certainly not suspicious you seem honest enough sir <laughs> i'll go ahead and build that coffin big enough for me to fit inside i like the cut of your jib and the color of your gold sir let's go and then <laughs> when the guy came back to pick it up the guy was like that coffin isn't big enough prove that's big enough get inside of it the guy's like <laughs> no fucking way <laughs> okay <laughs> Crawled inside of it. And like at this point, the agents have to be, this is the dumbest motherfucker we've ever kidnapped. They put the coffin back on and nailed it shut and then shipped him to fucking Potsdam. (laughs) 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 That's just like some shit that even Wiley Coyote's like, that won't work. Nobody's that stupid. (laughs) Just like, you know, like, oh, I'm making a man trap. Oh, really? We're going to bait it with. I don't know. What kind of food do you like? (laughs) Fuck, man. I put a really big pair of pants in there. It shouldn't surprise you after explaining all of this. And remember, this is the 1700s. That Not all these guys they kidnapped fucking survived. (laughs) Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised to hear that perhaps nailing a man into a coffin (laughs) and then shipping him... From Ireland to... Uh, that was in Bavaria. Yeah. Okay, from Bavaria to Prussia. Like, what's that man drinking? What's he eating? Like, probably nothing. Piss. Yeah. I didn't even see if they put air holes in it. Mm, probably not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <just> giant's dead. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we killed another one, Bill. <laughs> just put him in ye oldie giant hole. Like, eh, just toss him in. <laughs> Fuck, we only made it six feet deep. You can just crawl right out. <laughs> and even when they even when they get there too, like you're just like imagine being like the guy who's like an in doc. Like he's just like, you know, like you know, in processing, like, uh so what's your job? You know, like fucking like Larry, like, well, I have to uh deal with a series of pissed off giants all day who got kidnapped <laughs> from their actual homes, probably don't speak fucking Prussian, and like, you know, just show up here in a real fucking angry mood after being in a box for like anywhere between like two weeks and two months. Oh, I was wondering why they contracted me to make really long pants. <laughs> now this this one wasn't just limited to the king's agents either. Frederick's obsession drift all the way down to everyday Prussian life. Prussian teachers, eager to appease their really weird king, kept an eye out for tall children and promptly handed them over to him when they got the chance. Again, this is known as kidnapping. Yeah, this is just a Grimm's fairy tale. Like this is like <laughs> some fucking like you know Hansel and it's, Gretel style this shit. This is a pyramid scheme, but everybody's just kidnapping tall children. Like there's only so many of them. Like you're eventually gonna run out it's so wild to me that too just be like i mean one day you just might not see your kid anymore and it's just like i don't know did he die did he die in an industry accident did he fall off of a clip <laughs> did he did he die of fucking dropsy like what happened? right <laughs> was he press ganged into a uh, a tall guy regiment who knows who knows i hope i hope my tall child is living well though nurses uh like like midwives that would show up to um that's a tall newborn. Give it to the king. That kid is fucking huge. Uh, but like, if parents were tall, they'd like give the kid a red ribbon, which would mark him to be like kidnapped later on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is it about Germany and destroying like generations of children? Well, I mean, between them and Russia, they fucking excel at it. Yeah. Now, between 
doing all of this, parents would learn like, wow, an awful lot of our weird kids are disappearing. So they like formed, like if their kids were tall or they were tall, they would hide their kids from Prussian life. You know, like the Pied Piper was a fucking documentary. (laughs) They came up with their own underground railroad for tall kids to like get them the fuck away from this weird ass country. They even had like underground schools for weirdly tall kids until they could try to get rid of them. Like some people would just like cut off like their toes, like some of their toes to make them ineligible for military service. Where, where'd you graduated from? Oh, the underground school for very tall children. Uh, <laughs> it's a Zoolander school. <laughs> <laughs> now, even funnier than this is foreign power. This wasn't a secret. Like I said, this is happening all over the place. Foreign powers learned about Frederick's weird ass love of tall dudes. So diplomats from around the world, from Britain to the Ottoman Empire, would show up in Prussia and be like, we've brought you a gift. It's our longest man. <laughs> like, would just deliver <laughs> him tall guys (laughs) now once men like Kirkland arrived in Prussia their their hard life of being kidnapped was not over Frederick William was obsessed with tall troops and once admitted quote the most beautiful girl or woman in the world would be a matter of indifference to me but tall soldiers they are my weakness he wants to fuck these guys Mm. nobody can tell me otherwise this is very reminiscent. You remember like a year ago when uh, I guess that new Resident Evil game came out and there was like the tall vampire. Tall witch or whatever. Yeah, like vampire witch. Yeah, yeah, it was giant giant vampire mommy. Yeah. 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 And, and like half of Twitter just showed their Freudian sides real fucking hard. Look, everybody loves That's- giant vampire woman. I will hear no uh, <laughs> disagreements here. Although, yes, I, I'm sure you want to be in the bosom of your mother again. What would Freud say? <laughs> Sad the horn. Edip- <laughs> the Oedipal horn. <laughs> oh, host of the podcast, what's the fuck is mom? <laughs> it's the sign that you've done one too many episodes about the Greeks. <laughs> now, um... This obsession manifested itself in strange ways, and soldiers were treated almost as circus freaks. If the king was sad, he would assemble two to three hundred of his favorite giants. They were then, quote, <laughs> preceded by tall, turbaned moors <laughs> with cymbals and trumpets and the, and the grenadier mascot, which is a gigantic bear. <laughs> I didn't bring up the bear yet. The giants had a bear. I mean, of course the Giants had a bear. When he was sad in his throne room or whatever, 300 people, a bear and a band, would be fucking paraded through. When he fell ill or sick, his favorite ones are marched around his bedroom to make him happy. This is why it's always really funny to me every time there's like, you know, one of the, you know, we need to return uh, Western Civ dudes, like statue <laughs> Re- Twitter. Return to tradition, having tall guys getting mauled to death by bears in the king's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, while while like a brass band plays in the background. Like, are we gonna are we gonna start telling people not to do self care? Yes, <laughs> yes. If this is your self care, please don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Please don't, please don't kink shame. Uh, you know, <laughs> just like a Reddit post. Me, like you know, thirty four male and my. 300 giants uh, also (laughs) (laughs) my my 300 giant uh, size polycules having arguments I don't know what to do with it (laughs) my giants have unionized (laughs) (laughs) the Longfellows union (laughs) this is where you get one giant union from There it is. It's a dad joke for you. It slipped in among all of our other nonsense. Yeah, dad IWW joke right there for the listeners at home. You know, mark that one down. Now, uh, over the years, some people attempted to rationalize why exactly the king would need these tall guys. Uh, and the best they could cope with was, well, muskets are big and heavy. And, you know, if someone was really tall, it'd be easier to handle. But here's the thing no. That's not why. And <laughs> like very clearly a normal guy handling a musket is fine, evidenced by the fact that like all of history and uh, in fact these guys were very very bad soldiers for reasons that are pretty obvious, right? You don't become 7 foot tall as a normal person. 
Oh, weird. A bunch of uh, angry, pissed off dudes who got kidnapped from their homelands all speak different languages and are also like, that. Yeah. But and are like, you know, and like, yeah, also probably have a variety of interesting health conditions because of the fact that they're like seven <laughs> feet tall and like, you know, 1800. The 1600s, it's even worse. I'm going to tread kind of lightly here so people don't think I'm being a dick. But generally speaking, if you are seven feet tall or above, you have some pretty serious underlying medical issues. There's a few medical conditions that do cause excessive height. Uh, One is gigantism and the other is acromegaly. Um, Now, these will both lead to terribly bad health effects and early death without medical treatment, which did not exist at the time because it involved literal fucking brain surgery. Um, And, you know, it's generally there's a tumor on your pituitary gland uh, and other issues. That's why the big show is so big. Yeah. He ended up getting life saving medical care. Uh, And like uh, famously, Andre the Giant did not get it. On, on yeah. top, on top of being like 400 pounds and a severe alcoholic, uh, but you know that he died very early. Uh, this leads to heart problems, it's incredible fucking joint pain because you're not supposed to be seven foot five and weigh 300 pounds. Um, like generally speaking, these guys would be very bad soldiers, which. You know, yeah, of course. Like, if you have acromegaly, you can't join the army today for a fucking reason, unless you get it taken care. Of. Most, most of the time now, it's ad- identified very early and it can be treated. But back in the day, it was kind of a death sentence. Like the tallest people to ever lived barely made it to like forty years old for a reason, and they right. had very, very painful lives. Uh, being in the in a giant in the seventeen hundreds, I'm using the term giant to mean gigantism or acromegaly generally known as giants in the 1700s probably met a very short, painful and horrible existence before dying early. Um, Like on top of what I just talked about, there's other complications that come with this diagnosis, like diabetes, osteoarthritis, blindness, sleep apnea, heart failure, and an incredibly, incredibly high rate of cancer. All things that did not have treatment in the 1700s. Well, and like not only do you not have treatment, but then also you're also still in the Prussian army and getting right. your, like your ass handed to you on a regular basis, which is probably also not great for like whatever other underlying conditions you might have. Now, these were the guys that were most desired for the Longfellows with seven foot and above. Now, you can be seven foot tall and above and not have like crippling acromegaly. I'm not saying that's 100 percent of the case, but it is noted that that was generally what happened here. Well, and in particular, like at this point, you know, you have to think from the like just like a sheer like I don't know, like you know, background biological perspective. Like, if everyone else is mostly like you know, like under five eight, and you somehow ended up, you know, like it's not like you know most people are trending towards six feet, and you just happen to be six five. Like most people are trending towards more like five five, and you happen to be seven foot. Right. Like the chances is going to be. Un- normal not the result of a condition are probably less than they would be otherwise let's say you're one of the people who this does not apply to you're one of the six footers you're me for example bad news you're undesirable the king wants you to be taller and (laughs) he was gonna try to make that happen not because you're not tall enough mind you but just because you're armenian yeah i mean he was probably be weirdly racist remember how much he hated french people (laughs) now the king had a way to make you taller. Bad news. It was going to kill you. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody has a way to make you taller in the 1700s. There's barely a way to do it now. It involves like incredibly invasive surgery that only gets you like two inches, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, the most notorious practice was the rack. Effectively, you got put <laughs> on a rack and stretched out while the king watched sometimes eating lunch. Um, now, these racking sessions would go on until he decided you were taller, which generally meant until your arms and legs were fucking ripped out of socket and you eventually died of some horrible infection. Now, this eventually stopped uh, because he was burning through so many giants. He was running out. Do you ever stop to think about how many times that you've said the terms like until you died of a horrible infection on the show? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Once again, if anyone out there is making a bingo card, uh, maybe put that down as a square. Disease in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, don't worry, though. He had a plan B. You want, oh, you want good. To, you would have guessed what that plan B was? Uh, oh, just some time at a spa, maybe. Uh, you know, like just some self-care, maybe. I'm going to go with 
hang from the rafters while I tie something heavy to your feet. That's just the rack with even less rack. <laughs> well, what is it? Eugenics! <laughs> <laughs> There's another square for your uh, lion side by donkeys right. uh, bingo card. Yep. Yeah. Now, he didn't actually understand what eugenics was. That hadn't been a thing yet. He kind of is a trailblazer. Uh, now, his Longfellows were paired with women who are also tall for the sole purpose of having tall kids. Whether or not the men or women were consenting or not, they did not exactly have a choice. Also, this didn't work for a pretty obvious reason here that we know now. One of the side effects and medical problems that comes with gigantism and acromegaly is impotence and infertility. They couldn't have kids if they fucking wanted to. Um, so whoops, I'm trying to wrap my brain around, like being a person who's just very tall and then getting press ganged into this terrible army and then just being like, you have to have sex with this woman until she makes a bit like, it's very alien thinking to me. Well, I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. You both have extremely recessive traits. I'm sure if you both try to have a kid, I'm sure it'll end up working. Just perfect. Oh yeah. yeah! All of all of these things that they totally understood at the time. They're like, no, you're you're tall. You'll have tall kid. That is the end of the science here. You know what? They did understand that sometimes you have desirable traits. You put them together. That's how you get cows that you know are bigger. And I guess that's how you get kids that are bigger, right? It stands to reason. At the time, their understanding of science is like, I don't know. Pray to God to make their bones longer. That's how we ended up with the Charles II Battalion. Uh, <laughs> not named after him, mind you. Everyone in the entire battalion, from uh, you know private to colonel, uh, everyone has pudding on the brain. Now, this became very well known. Uh, Charles Darwin, obviously, uh, of evolution fame, said, quote, <laughs> that human beings, unlike <laughs> livestock, had never been forcefully bred for select characteristics, except in the well-known cases of the Prussian grenadiers. <laughs> I, I should reinforce here that despite eugenics not being in full swing here, this shit was not half-assed by Frederick in any way. He had a full selective process in something that was uh, called only a quote testing chamber. A German testing chamber. Once again, <laughs> never anything that has ever been bad or evil in the entire history of the world. Yeah, never let a German lock you in anywhere. I'm assuming this is more of a fuck dungeon, right? Like, there has to be a fuck dungeon. That's the only thing that this could be. Now, like I said, these experiments were all pretty much failures, which I am assuming, since nobody ever credits the King of Prussia with founding eugenics. Instead, he was just a weird homophobe who beat his kids and wanted to fuck tall guys. America number one, baby! Take that, Prussia. (laughs) But there is something of an urban legend that after this, that there was a strange population of incredibly tall people in Potsdam, but there's no actual evidence of that. It's just something that goes around. Um, like the, the weird town in Brazil that has a, a weird population of blonde hair, blue eyed twins. That also is kind of not true. However, there are many people on the internet who are all named, you know, like Carlos Eichmann Adolf. And, yeah. uh, that's a, that's enough about Francis's family. Now, um, <laughs> The 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 Missouri von Stoffs, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Missouri Schittsburgs, yeah. Uh, but by the time the king died in seventeen forty, the regiment that had once numbered only about a hundred guys was now over three thousand. <laughs> uh, he passed the throne to his son, the you know previously mentioned Frederick the Great, which I'm sure, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, was like, "Why do we have all these fucking tall people around?" <laughs> <laughs> And uh, just, just going, just flipping through the the MTO and the inventory list, and just coming ac- <laughs> coming across the Longfellow Brigade, just like what what the fuck? Why do they need so much fabric? Why are they all seven foot tall? What the fuck? What, what do they do? Nothing. Food. <laughs> Honestly, the only the only thing worse than being kidnapped and added to like the tall guy brigade would be getting like adsept from it because they just decided to span the entire thing. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> he eventually didn't, he didn't disband the unit immediately, but he did pretty quickly. But the thing is, is he's like, ah, yes, you seven foot tall guy who can barely stand up straight and is also like covered in tumors from, from your untreated medical problem. We're going to discharge you. Instead, they just like parted them off to other units. You got your, uh, your assignment of tall guy. Yeah. Uh, what, what's <laughs> your MOS, tall guy? 
tall guy allotment. Here's your muskets. Here's some hardtack, and here's a tall guy. Don't ask <laughs> and, and, and here's a here's a brace of Longfellow. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we nailed him back into the coffin. What happens if the enemy's up very tall? What if they're in a tree? You don't know. <laughs> you might have to smack him out of there. What if you need something from the top shelf at the supermarket? Every squad needs a tall guy, just like every squad needs a guy that can you know shoot out to five hundred meters. Every guy also needs somebody who's seven foot. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I hope everybody in the squad could shoot at the 500 meters because that's basic, basic rifle marksmanship. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, eventually, the tall guys were downgraded to battalion size, uh, which became a normal <laughs> unit. Like, other non-tall people were melted in, but they were the same, like, Potsdam Grenadiers. Like, their official name wasn't the Potsdam Giants. It was, like, the Potsdam's Grenadiers, um, where they fought in various wars of Frederick's until eventually being pitted against Napoleon at the Battle of Jena in 1806, where they surrendered and were eventually disbanded. And that is the end of the longest fellows in Prussia. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Now, uh, fellas, normal sized fellows. um, We do a thing on the show called questions from the Legion uh, where, you know, you, ask us questions we answer them or at least we pretend to answer them i mean you know whether or not we try whether or not we actually do is kind of a separate question that's true yeah okay so i have a decent one uh which historical dictator do you think would be the least worst modern u.s president <laughs> i'm gonna lean i'm gonna lean heavily on you on this one i'm gonna I don't, i'm gonna I, caveat on this one i'll also settle for the funniest uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is what, what's what, what does best mean here? Like, there's the best isn't actually real in the situation. All options are bad because as bad yeah. as like every U.S. president has been, they're not Hitler. Uh, so we have that going for us. Uh, Don't say that on Twitter. Somebody will yell at you. That's true. I'm gonna go with fucking Kane Swing and Frederick here. Uh, with with the the tall, you know, the first of the 38th tall guy uh, division. Hell yeah, make them all tankers. <laughs> Because this version of Frederick hates them. Yes. <laughs> cruel. Like, <laughs> fuck those tall guys. They're all going to be tankers, and then the rest of them are all going to be like seamen on a battleship somewhere. Just like, you know, like, in, a sub- in, a, in a World War II era submarine. Yeah, just like banging their heads off of fucking everything. Nowadays, what you do is like, you know, you ever see the pictures of the South Korean and the North Korean guards and the South Koreans always send like their tallest South Korean soldier yeah, yeah. to like dwarf the other guy. That's what you need a tall guy for. You need tall guys <laughs> to like show everybody else. Look how tall our guys are. It's, it, it's a really tall German guy in a bright blue uniform that's like Flintstoned his legs <laughs> through a main battle tank and he's just walking <laughs> around wearing it as like a dress. <laughs> You show up to battle and you're just like, where's your tall guys? You got like, I see, I see three heads. I see three heads over six feet. Where's your tall guys? I got 80, 80 fucking tall guys. Do you want to give up now? Do you want to give up now? I have a regiment of tall guys. Most of them are crippled from their horribly untreated medical problems, but the ones who aren't, woo boy, you're going <laughs> to wish they were. Man, they are tall all. Anyway. My candidate for the the funniest or least worst dictator of America is Turkmen Bashi of Turkmenistan. Is he the guy who like uh, like has all the weird videos? No, that's that that's else? the guy that came after him. Uh, Turkmen okay. Bashi's real name is like Superov uh, Niyazov or something like that. I can't pronounce his name. Um, he's the guy who named Days of the Week after himself and his mother. Uh, he built a, a golden statue in the middle of Ashgabat that rotates to face the sun at all hours of the day. And he made memorizing his book mandatory for him to get a driver's license. Um, hell yes. I, I appreciate a dictator that isn't like, I need to murder like 10% of people in various ways. And instead, they're just like, I want a statue of me that points to the sun at all times. Oh, to be fair, he also killed a lot of people. Okay, see, you didn't mention that. It's it's a dictator. It's it's assumed. It's not like he became a dictator because everybody actually likes him. I'm surprised you didn't go with Napoleon. Napoleon wasn't a dictator. I mean, he eventually became one, but he didn't start out that way. Okay, well. <laughs> he was a benevolent emperor, I'll have you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go with chaos. I mean, if anything, I'd go with chaos version of Napoleon, which is Emperor Bokasa of the Central African Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joe over here trying to play the game of terrorist versus freedom fighter. Yeah, he's the people's <laughs> emperor. Uh huh. He's the people's dictator. That's what that is. 
Monarchy-based communism, all ruled by the forever undying Napoleon the First, is my political <laughs> ideology. On the whole, I'm going to have to go with Gaddafi here. If we're just going to go for entertaining. So, because you want the president to actually live in a tent in the front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spent the, like, you know, the last hour talking about, like, you know, like the tall guy brigade and, uh, you know, Gaddafi, like, all I'm thinking about is, so, like, didn't even like his Amazonian bodyguards. Yeah, it's a real dark chapter that we best don't explore too much. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, it's darkish. I mean, like, my man, personal my favorite one- is his love affair with Condoleezza Rice. Did you ever hear about that? He had yeah. like a binder of pictures of Condoleezza Rice and like uh like clippings of of her in the news, which is just the weirdest fucking thing. Look, <laughs> like, I'll I'll back Gaddafi because that means I could be an NCO in the technical corps. So oh, that's you know, true. If, I mean, you have it the other way around. That was Chad, but I mean, he also had technicals. After all of his tanks got blown up by technicals, yeah. <laughs> How bad you got to be to lose a tank to a technical man? You had to be Muammar like, Gaddafi. He was a well, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, thank you for thank you for coming on the show. As always, uh, listen to Hell of a Way to Die, and thank you for supporting the show. Uh, maybe leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you use. That would be cool, or don't. It's your time, but you know and. And if you want more Joe, man, I got I got Joe on all of our uh, a lot of our bonus stuff. So if you're pining for like Joe, but like not um, not script reading Joe, like Lucy Goosey Joe, that's uh, that's what the Zoo Crew is over it's on the my worst show, so. version of Joe. Let's- and all versions are bad. <laughs> if you want Joe, but like yeah, not the Joe that's prepared, but the Joe that is himself the chaos agent. <laughs> <laughs> Joe in the role of uh, me and Francis uh, and what we do when wherever we're on Joe's show. Uh, yeah, that's that's a hell of a way to die. Yeah. Um, and uh, until next time, uh, don't kidnap tall people. Uh, <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs>